9.53 as we approach the top of the hour, and we do expect to hear from Jacksonville City leaders on the decision that Mayor Curry announced about an hour or so ago on Twitter that he would not be uh, putting together any mandate of an evacuation uh, given the forecast track. I wanted to actually start with that because of the shift that has occurred over the last 24 hours or so as a first alert meteorologist Garrett Biedenbaugh was pretty much here at the exact same time yesterday, and you were saying you'd be interested to see what the next few updates would look like because it was appearing as though the storm was taking kind of a more easterly jog, but you got to see it over and over again to determine whether or not that might be a trend. Indeed, it was. How has that changed our impacts here over the next few days with uh, with Ian? Well, it's more of a beach beating in terms of being uh, to the west side of the system eventually as a tropical storm likely offshore. So we are seeing that sh- that track shift from this time yesterday, which, which was well west, west of Jacksonville. And now the model data continues to trend to the east. And so the Hurricane Center has followed suit. The trend is your friend in forecasting. And so uh, we've been, we watched that trend occur. And now it does look like it's kind of like a Charlie scenario in terms of the track uh, for uh, Ian. But this is a much different storm Isn't in terms it like of three size. times wider or something yeah, like the, that. The the eye is is much wider than than Charlie was. Charlie was also a quick moving system. This is going to be a slow mover. So, uh, with each update this morning, the Hurricane Center has up their storm surge inundation forecast for the Fort Myers area, Port Charlotte, to twelve to eighteen feet now. Oh. That's a catastrophic storm surge if that is realized. And the water was being sucked out of the Fort Myers area in the bay there uh, this morning. Now it's beginning to rise here through this morning and into the early afternoon with that eye wall coming in. But for us, we're still forecasting three to five feet in terms of potential storm surge. The high tide cycles uh, in the midnight hour tomorrow at Mayport and uh, also 1235 or so, give or take. Uh, for Thursday afternoon, we'll be watching those high tide cycles. We'll be watching the high tide cycles in the 11 a.m. hours in St. Augustine, I believe it is, off the top of my head. Um, and uh, that's really going to be um, uh, an area we're watching very closely. Obviously, we know St. Augustine floods, San Marco floods in Duval County. All these places that we know flood will likely flood uh, during this event with 10-plus inches of rainfall. And, Rich, the model data has only gone up in terms of potential rainfall forecast. You know, sometimes it comes back down. You're like, okay, that's more reasonable. It has only gone up, and it's a foot to a foot and a half uh, of rain uh, that could be falling from now until Friday uh, for St. John's County, even coastal Duval County. And one of the models, the GFS, which was the American model we talk about a lot, a lot, that was drier a couple of days ago. Now that's gone up to like 20-plus inches, southern St. John's County and Flagler County. Wow. So... The rainfall is going to be a big story. There will be flooding. So if you're susceptible to that, be sure to have a plan in case there needs to be some action taken. And even if you have east-facing garages, east-facing front doors, the wind-driven rain is something to think about as well that could penetrate some of those holes or some of those gaps in your, say, front door. Maybe you put a towel there just in case. So try to keep some of the water out. Um, even the well-built homes, the, and we know in the fact in St. John's County, there's a lot of new homes there. Yeah. Uh, and so that's something to keep in mind too um, for today is the water threat and the wind gusts of 40 to 50 plus miles per hour, even 60 plus at the immediate coast Thursday, especially. You've been you've been here since 2014, yeah. 13. So you went through Matthew, you went through Irma. You've seen the preparations. This area has not truly had a direct impact from a hurricane since Dora 64. So there's a long history of that. Yeah. Do you get the sense that the overall reaction to hearing is he talking again? Governor DeSantis yeah, is on. He's in Lake City. He's in Lake City. Okay. We'll, we'll record on that because he's got the same general messaging. He's with some um, 
uh, some of the linemen who are there. So you're more important at this moment than Governor DeSantis. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're on a pedestal now. Look yeah. out. No pressure or anything. Wow, that's a big... Uh, but as you've lived here long enough, do you get the sense that as as the winds are no longer the story and it's water, that that brings in some complacency? Or is there enough concern about the this this could be pretty historic flooding for some areas yeah I, I wanted folks to pay attention to this water threat because again think about it inches of rainfall even in duval county even in st augustine on a summer thunderstorm you get two three inches of rain and it floods in some of these neighborhoods there that are susceptible to the flooding and it just overwhelms the 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 area the low-lying area the matanzas is there it's going to have some storm surge coming in avenida menendez to the Bridge of Lions. It's going to have water on it if this verifies. And that may be making the Bridge of Lions impassable just because of the depth of the water getting off the bridge. Um, so there is probably some complacency out there um, because also it was not forecast originally to be uh, this heavy of a rain event. And now that we do have the slow movement of Ian and also the amount of rainfall that is forecast that's going to be something that uh, may catch a few folks off guard uh, so we want to, we've been giving you the first alert when we get these changes and so we want to continue to do that and keep you abreast of the situation in terms of the rainfall we want you to stay plugged in to hear on the radio wokv and also action news jacks on tv and on our apps because you may lose power yep. and you have the hand crank battery radios and everything like that it's a good great resource and we'll bring you any information even if we have tornado warnings on tv and on the radio too briefly we got like 30 seconds but what do we what do we root for the most in terms of lesser impact continuing to slide off to the east and staying well south of us a uh, 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 speed up speed up in terms of forward speed if it slows down and it makes that curve back to going north then that's when we get even more rain just still pumping in from the atlantic okay well we'll be watching uh, nonstop coverage on CBS 47 and Fox 30 Action News Jacks with the first alert weather team led by the chief and then the guy who uh, overshadows Governor Ron DeSantis. Hey. Who is, uh, <laughs> Garrett Don't people. let him hear. <laughs> hey, Governor, you hear that? <laughs> You're close. You're Lake City, man. We'll stay up to date and obviously break in and be a part of any severe weather coverage as we need to as the special hour of Jacksonville's morning news continues.